Hey there. Before we start the show, I thought I would remind you that I am a coach. Yep. I work one-on-one with women who are in hard marriages and trying to stay in better ways, women who are separated or divorced and trying to heal, women who are dating post-divorce and wanting to make better choices, moms learning to let their kids go, women in all kinds of crises and transitions. And if you fall into any of those categories, or if you could just use a listening ear, some suggestions from an impartial source, and some prayer, we can set up a coaching call. I will put the link in the show notes for my coaching survey as your first non-scary step in moving forward. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many tools to partner with us in our healing and wholeness and recovery. So as we're in the middle of a series talking about the 12 steps of recovery, I thought that I would talk about some of the slogans used in recovery on our Monday mini episodes. In each of these episodes, I'm going to start by reading the 10 slogans and the serenity prayer. And if you'd like to back up and listen to my story of how I even landed in a 12-step group in the first place, you can go to the episode that aired on May 23rd, 2022. I'll start with the 10 slogans. One day at a time. Easy does it. First things first. How important is it? Just for today. Keep it simple. Let go and let God. Let it begin with me. Live and let live. Think. And here is the entire serenity prayer written by Reinhold Niebuhr. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as God did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. Today, we're going to be talking about this slogan, let go and let God. Now, something that I had to get past, which I've talked about before, is how the slogans felt too simplistic and too cliche for how painful and nuanced my situation was at the time I started attending Al-Anon 15 years ago. Okay, I'll just quote unquote, let go of everything and I'll just quote unquote, let God take care of everything. Sure, sure. Sounds good. Easy peasy. That'll fix everything. But here's the thing. That's not what they're saying. Let go and let God is not a cliche. And it may sound simple, but it's actually really challenging. And I think that might be the point. Because when you are focusing on something like, for instance, learning how to let go of the people in your life, especially the ones 
who are off the rails a little bit in their life choices, when you are genuinely learning to try to let go of their problems and you are genuinely working on asking and allowing God to step in and take over, maybe for the first time ever, you know what happens sort of underneath all of that? You aren't focusing on the other person and their problems. When you are working on yourself and when you are trying to become whole and holy spiritually and physically and emotionally and mentally and relationally, not in a self-centered way, but in a self-responsibility way, you find that you have less bandwidth, less time, less energy, less mental space to obsess and try to control. It's really a beautiful thing. Okay, I want you to listen to this reading from the Al-Anon Daily Reader, Hope for Today. When I heard the phrase, let go and let God for the first time, it didn't make sense to me. Let go of what? And let God do what? The little I did understand was the futility of my efforts to try to control other people, places, and things. Al-Anon told me I could turn my attention to monitoring monitoring myself and my reactions. So I let go of other people and I began to feel some relief. I let go of what others said or didn't say and what they did or didn't do. I let go of my expectations. I no longer felt a need to be a people pleaser. As I let go, I found I lived more harmoniously with myself and with others. I began to take more responsibility for myself. I figured if I could accept myself, I could maybe accept other people too. I also let go of outcomes. It was okay if things didn't go the way I envisioned. Sometimes the results were better than I anticipated. It was no longer important that others read from the script that my expectations had written. And as I let go, I learned I could let God. Letting God doesn't mean I abdicate my responsibilities. In fact, I become more accountable for myself. Letting God indicates that I accept my imperfections and grow toward the person I believe I can be. Letting God and letting, sorry, letting go and letting God means I can enjoy being responsible for what is rightfully mine and leave the rest to God. Let go comes before let God for a reason. I can't expect God to do anything if I am still holding on tightly. And when we put this slogan to work, we get out of the way. Now, I want to be clear here. This isn't about letting go as in not caring anymore or walking away or not doing what you are responsible for doing in your own life. We can still care for others. We still totally pray for others, but we stop doing for others what they can and should be doing for themselves. And it's not about letting God do everything to the extent that we sit around and do nothing. My youth pastor's wife used to say, God doesn't move parked cars. I mean, he can, but he usually doesn't. We work with God in conjunction with God. As we abide in Jesus, we are letting go and letting God. Jesus says in John 15, 7 and 8, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. 
this brings great glory to my father. It is fruit bearing to let go of others and to let God. And sometimes though, we will struggle to take back control or to think we know better than the other person or even deep down, and we would probably never say this, but deep down, we might even dare to think we know better than God because why isn't he stepping in? Why isn't he fixing the problems? Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And we can be reminded from the book of Isaiah that his ways are higher than our ways. Girls, when we ask, God can empower us to let go of what other people are doing, and we can let him take charge. For those of us who are control freaks, I am one of them. It's been one of the most difficult tasks of my life to let others go into the care of God. But I'm telling you, when we step back, when we're not in the middle of the mess, when we're not adding to the mess, when we're not stirring up the mess, even if unintentionally, when we're not adding our two cents or trying to control outcomes or trying to protect, God can work more freely. I promise you. Let go and let God is not a cliche and it's not simplistic either, but it is a challenge worth trying. Psalm 4610 reminds us to be still and know that he is God. And he's got us and he's got the person you love and he knows what is best for you and for each one of them. Okay. I will post a link in the show notes for where you can find all these following things, an Al-Anon group, a Celebrate Recovery group, a therapist, where you can order any of the Al-Anon daily readers that I refer to, the Serenity Bible 12-step recovery book that I share from along with a link to a quiz to help determine if you might have some codependent traits, as well as a link to the following uh, courses, Marriage Methods, Heartbreak to Hope, Childhood Wounds, um, The Wholehearted Project, uh, The Pause app. There's so many things. Check the show notes if you want to go deeper with any of this. If you have any questions about the steps or the slogans, anything about this entire topic, feel free to reach out to me. You can do so by messaging me through the podcast or you can email me at elizabeth at elizabethkline.com. And as always, you can share this episode, subscribe to it, support it, rate it, review it, any or all the above. And if you've done any of these things, thank you so, so much. It means so much to me. So sweet ones, all that to say, in the middle of your recovery journey, or if you're just kicking the tires of all this, You are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world, and you start each day already completely loved, with no other loves to beg for, and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.